Life Audio. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Today, I'm going to be continuing on the series of apologetics with the topic genetic mutation. Nearly always bad, not enough time. So let's grant for the moment that somehow the fully functional and the irreducibly complex genetic code necessary for a single eukaryotic or even prokaryotic cell came into existence by happenstance or by panspermia perhaps or by an infinite number of parallel universes. Pick your deus ex machina mechanism. Even with a cheat like this, could the evolutionary process take it from there? Spontaneous genetic point mutations in which one of the four DNA base pairs is swapped for another do occur from time to time at a rate of around 1.1 to 10 to the minus 8 per base pair per generation. That's one in a hundred million. However, the vast majority of these are either negative or neutral. They're typically neutral if they occur in non-coding segments of DNA, which is not used as blueprints for proteins. We're still not entirely sure what the purpose is of all this non-coding DNA. There was a time when all of it was thought to be junk or leftovers from previous evolutionary steps, but now we know that at least some of it serves a purpose of regulation, saying when a given sequence should or shouldn't be transcribed, where the coding gene begins and ends, binding sites for the transcription mechanism to begin, kind of like the coupling component of a zipper, and things like that. Telomeres, the caps on our chromosomes, now known to be one of the de- determining factors of biological age, are also part of non-coding DNA. Other segments of it protect the structure of the chromosome so that they can maintain their integrity during cell replication. No doubt more purposes will be understood in time, but I seriously doubt any of it will turn out to be junk. Negative DNA mutations in coding sequences is one of the mechanisms by which cancer occurs. These can either be nonsense or missense mutations. Nonsense mutations are when a point mutation forms what's called a stop codon, where a codon is a set of three base pairs forming a word of sorts. Rather than continuing to code for a protein, the stop codon in the middle of the sequence would pre- would simply prematurely truncate the protein code entirely. Missense mutations occur when a point mutation switches one codon for another, like turning cat into bat or rat with an entirely different meaning. 
Each codon calls for a different amino acid, so such a mutation may substitute a different one with different chemical properties, which, if those properties are different enough, might contribute to different stereochemistry or folding of that protein once it's made. The stereochemistry largely determines the protein's function, so it might thus be altered and nearly always for the worse, though there are redundancies such that multiple codons call for the same amino acids. There are only 20 of them after all. So it's possible the mutation might be silent even in a coding sequence of DNA in this case. Environmental factors known to increase DNA mutation rates include things like ionizing radiation, which is UV, X-ray, gamma ray, etc., and various carcinogenic chemicals. If these mutations occur in germ cells, they can be passed on to progeny, assuming that the mutation isn't rapidly fatal before it can be passed on. In some cases, the resulting disease may confer a survival advantage in a given environment. For example, sickle cell anemia, a point mutation that changes the shape of red blood cells. It does indeed cause severe disease, but it also happens to protect against malaria, which is endemic in Africa. This is probably why sickle cell is far more common in Africa than in other parts of the world. But it's quite a stretch to say that it was a positive mutation. Sickle cell anemia manifests with recurrent hemolytic crises in which red blood cells burst, leading to severe low levels in the bloodstream, which means not enough oxygen for the tissues. Red blood cells can also get stuck in small vessels, leading to clots, spleen and liver enlargement, etc. Sure, the mutation happens to have a survival benefit in Africa, but positive in the way of functioning eye might be? I don't think so. And that's the thing. We can point to single we can't point to a single known unequivocally positive DNA mutation. The most we can do is identify some bad ones that happen to have a silver lining in a particular environment. From there, evolutionists extrapolate tremendously that in the distant past, many such mutations must have occurred, even though we have no evidence that they did, and all evidence we do have is uh, seems to suggest otherwise. I've seen some sources that speculate that positive mutations occur about one in a thousand times per generation, though the paper, The Population Genetics of Mutations, Good, Bad, and Indifferent, and I'll link to that in the show notes, makes the point that this is an exceedingly difficult number to quantify because how one mutation might interact with one another, let alone how multiple mutations might interact in a larger organism, is so very complex. Nevertheless, if we go with the one in a thousand number, which seems like as reasonable an estimate as any, since any sort of genetic mutation, and a point mutation anyway, is supposed to occur only one in a hundred million times per generation, that means a single positive mutation might occur one in a hundred billion times per generation. Since the Earth is estimated to be 4.54 billion years old, and a generation is usually defined to be 20 years, that's 225 million generations since the dawn of Earth's time by secular calculations. Do you see the problem here? If those estimations are even in the ballpark, there hasn't been enough time statistically for even one unequivocally positive mutation to occur. The universe literally doesn't have enough time for evolution to occur unless you introduce multiple universes, and even then you'd need a near infinite number of them. So thanks for joining me uh, one more time, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Has fear stolen your peace? 
I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.